0: hello and welcome to the first podcast of ccdnl i'm sienna your host for your host for today and today i'm joined with micah so micah why don't you tell us a bit about yourself please Uh,
1: hello nice to be uh, to talk about with you um about me Uh, i'm a dutch girl um I did grow up in a textile family, like my mother was a dressmaker, my aunt was a weaver, my grandma um, made lace with bobbins, I mean all the textile techniques were in our family I guess, so I learned them at a very young age and really loved it and I went to art academy of course, few, and did art history and I didn't use all those techniques. I finished on fashion fashion department, um, but I should have been on the textile department, I guess. Um, but at those times, uh, the art school years, it's, it's very conceptual work. So I didn't do much, um, not enough with my hands. But uh, later on, I started again, I started uh, with indigo dyeing and That was so amazing. I mean, I was so surprised that you could dye beautiful blues out of uh, plant material. And I looked up all the techniques with Indigo and then I started weaving again, spinning. And I tried all the techniques. I don't know. (laughs) I fell in love again with with my own background, And so the last 10 years I experimented with uh, many, many textile techniques um, worldwide, different cultures, Indonesian culture, Japanese culture, went to Japan twice, did study there with Japanese masters, went to South America, um, weaving with the backstrap And Well, almost that, well, quite a lot of technique. And two years ago, I was oh what should I do? I mean there's so much techniques, but I needed to connect it with my own culture, and um, so I thought oh yeah, yes yes I forgot about what what we Dutch also did in the past. So then I started to study damask uh, weaving, which had a, yeah it was were the most beautiful textiles made here in uh, Europe. And I started um, masters because I thought that maybe I need some help to connect all those things. Um, so, and since then, I start to um, to combine those techniques and make it a bit my own. And that's quite difficult because, yeah, so much beautiful stuff is made worldwide. So it's, uh, but yeah, that's what I'm working on now. <laughs> wow.
0: So it really runs in your family for generations. You guys have all been textile designers that's really cool actually so then what inspired you to become um a designer
1: was it the family trader or- mm. no i love to understand how things are made so i'm very curious with materials and naturally start to experiment with those things and i don't know textile is a, seems the most logical thing to start with. Hmm. Do you have a favorite technique? <laughs> yeah, weaving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that combines everything. It's, it's color, texture, technique. Uh, you, f- you feel it in your hands. And I mean, I have this loom. It's such an amazing tool. It's like a, a car <laughs> with strings. <laughs> It makes sounds like it make, it's just lovely bells. Yeah, I mean, I'm really at home if I'm working on that. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: so you mentioned that like your family, and then you were like well traveled. That's how you became aware of ECAT, like that was because you were curious and then all traveling to Japan and Indonesia.
1: That's how you discovered ECAT. No, uh, I think at first, because everything is, is online now, you can. You have the social media where everything comes up from all cultures now. So I think I got inspired a lot about the image material I saw there. But I I guess I I must have known Ikat for a long time. And I did already uh, Ikat weaving before I went to Japan and Indonesia. Uh, Just tried it out by hand. And so the real technique on how they did it in Japan... I found out uh, later, yeah.
0: Why did you choose to work with ECATs? Like what was so amazing about ECAT compared to like other weaving techniques and stuff?
1: Mm, Yeah, it's a lovely technique (laughs) for control freaks, I guess, (laughs) because you can never do it right. There's always some blur because Mm. uh, uh, threads go up and down. So, and the space is always variable because it's hand weaving, mm. so you can try to control it. But uh, so I like that, and I also I think it's one of the techniques that is a bit uh, close to printing. Mm. It's, it's blue, white, or black, white, or coloured, or not coloured, and yeah, it's it's an image, image way to make images and i mean weaving uh you cannot make round figures because it's always horizontal and vertical so but of course you try and there's so yeah this technique yeah i really like it yeah because of many uh, well it's beautiful <laughs> <laughs>
0: it really is um so what are your personal goals that you have when it comes to working with IKAT?
1: Um, I'm working on projects with music. I'm oh. trying to use color and composition in a way um, on the loom. And I think eCat is one of the techniques that I can really use for this to, uh, to work with. And yeah, what I'm trying to do uh, in the future next year is to combine ikat with the mask weaving and um, velvet weaving. So I'd still love to have more study time on that. Hmm. uh, Because velvet weaving, I don't know that much. And velvet weaving is more 3D, like it has a touch. And ikat is more flat. And the mask weaving is very layered and technically complicated. So, yeah, I would love to read more, uh, study more, interview more people. Because I'm I'm really inspired to tell people all around the world about the beauty of this technique and the lovely things that are made with it. Because in the past, uh, weaving with those techniques, yeah, it made such an amazing artworks and people don't see much of those old artworks so I like to reintroduce it to the people the value of this uh, technique. Mm. You mentioned um, your project of color and
0: composition that sounds really interesting could you maybe elaborate a bit more maybe give a little spoilers on something that sounds really cool.
1: I started with this uh, master education I did I did some experiments and then I had to think about my grandmother and she was a piano player oh. and a bobbin lace maker. So it's she <laughs> always her hands were always moving. And she was always working with strings, threads or on a piano. Mm. And then I compared it like when I was in my loom, there's also those strings and the sounds it makes. And I started to think and I also had a bit of problem with the conceptual way of working of artists here because they start with a kind of idea and then it needs a story and then the story is better than the work and I needed a way to find a new way to to create art. And then I thought, yeah, music is a beautiful way. You can use it in many ways to create compositions that uh, make sense in many ways. I I mean, yeah, I love sounds and music and music. Yeah, so I bought a piano (laughs) and started (laughs) to work with uh, composers and singers. And I found out amazing things. Like before we used um, notation, notation of weaving, notation of music. It it was uh, weaving patterns. They were sung by uh, somebody uh, memorized the patterns by singing it. And that, I thought, oh, shit, this is the the basic of language in a way. I mean, before we started writing, we were making things, weaving, pottery, all kind of things. And yeah, that way we came to language. So uh, yeah, I mean, that was kind of crazy. I mean, how those things are all connected. Um, I'm still working on it. I did also song singing classes. (laughs) <laughs> and that was yeah. the. I mean, that's the most pure way, I think, because then it's, um, it's it's the body making the sounds. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm working. I made a book, and I uh, we made the soundscape of the book. Um, I, I did work with uh, Lotte Buffy She's a singer, soprano. And um, yeah, we have. Um, we. We are live sometimes as a band and <laughs> I'm, I'm behind the loom, she's singing and we work with the dancer. So wow. yeah, I like to create a sort of more senses events with it too, that are about sound, weaving, uh, the body, smell, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wow. Nice <laughs> things to work on. Oh, I'm really looking forward
0: to that. That sounds very, very interesting. Wow. Um, you also mentioned that you want to like um, make other countries aware of Ecat. Is there like one country in particular that you want to go to first to you know inform them about Ecat?
1: Hmm. No, I would like to the other way around. I would like to go to Sumba Island to visit oh. the people there because I think that island in Indonesia is the most amazing a uh, place where Ikat is made already over ages and it's very strong, very precise and very much connected to a culture. And I think, yeah, I would love to go there and tell from there the people in, in Europe and in the Netherlands and I don't know, something like that. Yeah, I would love to go there. <laughs> mm,
0: that sounds amazing. Um, if you could describe Ikat in three words, what would those three words be? You're a bit difficult.
1: (laughs) Hmm. That is too difficult for me. (laughs) (laughs) You went in more than three words. (laughs) Um, It's a 3D print technique for me. Mm. Fair enough.
0: Um, So for the people in, obviously, ECAT isn't really that known in Europe. Um, what message would you like to give those people
1: in Europe about ecat? Hmm. Go and see uh, those ecat textile in real, because real textile to see it and to touch it is the most amazing thing. There's still a lot of museum will have it. I went to Nîmes and there they have also European ecat. It was Marie Antoinette who had the sort of little flowers in her dress, but. <laughs> There's not much uh, European ECAT, so I hope there will come more new ECAT. And, uh, and the best way to understand things, of course, is to, to, to make it. Mm. I, g- I gave master classes, but uh, yeah, I hope a lot of weavers try to work with it again.
0: Mm. Um, so, you do have a social media. But mm-hmm. how often do you normally showcase your works on your social
1: media? Oh, daily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I think because textile is very important and the knowledge about textiles is, well, there's lacking a lot of knowledge. So what Yeah, I thought the best, I know a lot about it. So I thought it's best to express everything I know about it. Mm-hmm. So I post uh, a lot on Facebook because it's a very, yeah, famil- family community and there's a lot of Dutch on it and a lot of designers and friends. And I do post also on Instagram. Yeah, so yes, I try to do uh, whatever possible. <laughs>
0: um, well, um, do you have any other projects that you're working on right now other than your music and composition, do you want to tell us a bit more about the other things you're working on?
1: Oh yes, let me see. Well, I made uh, a beautiful book about um, abstraction and weaving language, Olalinea, mm-hmm. and um, I made twenty six weaving designs. Uh, and, but I want to do them again, and bigger, and with colors, uh, So sort of what I'm trying to do besides the music project is um, to use ikat, the mask weaving and velvet weaving, to, um, to redesign those 26 letter concepts, images, and make them big, make big textiles with them, and uh, yeah, that's um, so. I'm um, yeah, I'm trying to set up a funding campaign so that I have some time to work on it. And I have, of course I need a place to show them because uh, if you make work, it should have a good place. So that those two projects are the main projects I work on. Wow,
0: so you're a weaver and also a writer and also a musician.
1: <laughs> wow, yeah. combination. I think weaving is the it's it's about. Making connections, mm. and I think I'm, I'm best in that. And I found out I can do it on many layers, uh, story-wise, um, on the loom, uh, and also with all the different techniques. So, yes,
0: <laughs> that's really cool. Is there like a um, a certain color or like a color combination that you like to use when you're when you're weaving?
1: Yeah, totally in love with the blue and white <laughs> still. <Yeah. laughs>
0: That's a nice But I love
1: all the colors. I'm a natural dyer. Mm. So those colors are so beautiful. It's really, if you have stuff, woven stuff in those colors in your house, it makes you truly happy. That's my belief. That's good. It's good for the people. And it's also because there's so much handwork in it. I think you can... You can really feel it there's a sort of energy woven into these those textiles I've here um, linen yarn made in the Netherlands this yarn uh, it was done with a group of people who worked on the fields I was one of them and that yarn is there's so much energy in the yarn that somebody was in my studio he could feel the energy from this textile so that's kind of unbelievable, but uh, yeah, I think handmade woven stuff with precise materials and colors is the most powerful thing in the world. <laughs> yeah okay, it's my business but <laughs> yeah, it's a love story, so yeah mm. it's my vision. Mm. So
0: obviously you aren't a designer and artist, but what made you actually like open your your studio? Again. Um, so you're a designer mm-hmm. um, in Holland, working with ECAP, but what made you actually open your studio?
1: Open my studio? Yeah,
0: you're um, the textile, textile fabric, textile fabric. Oh
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Well, um, 10 years ago, I, was, I always worked for other people. And 10 mm-hmm. years ago, I thought, okay, I can also produce my own company. Let's start to work for myself. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, okay, what's needed? And then I thought, oh, maybe we need um, sustainable materials and beautiful materials to work with. So I started this online shop, but then I had some time beside that. And then I started to dive with Indigo and slowly I did half, half the time I did sell stuff. And the other time I was experimenting with these techniques. And on the end I found out, yeah, I'm not a salesperson. I'm <laughs> I love to be a teacher and tell about textiles. Mm-hmm. So it slowly turned into uh, a business for giving master classes on on all the techniques I learned. So, yeah, half <laughs> a lot of designers came to my studio to uh, learn all the different techniques and dye and whatever. Yeah.
0: Wow, well, that's that's. Really, I'm so impressed right now. Like this is crazy, wow. Um, there was there was a mention of resist dying or this term. Can you maybe elaborate on this?
1: Yeah, uh, ikat is a resist technique. Mm. Uh, this means you um, bind the the threads in a uh, design. You dye it, you take away the threads, and then there's this pattern in the yarn. Uh, and then you have to weave it to make it again visible, the image. Let, yeah, it's, resist technique is not a word that is, I can translate into Dutch, hmm. but I have a beautiful story I have to tell you. <laughs> it's connected with this Sumba culture. And it's about uh, how the world was created in a way. And it tells a story about uh, culture in wartime. And like there was many, everything went wrong there. People died, (laughs) the uh, nature was gone, and it was a disaster. And then um, a snake made a loom. Uh, of the last standing tree on the island and he started to weave uh, fabric and the fabric was uh, he spread over the islands uh, to prevent the water from uh, going away he made a net so that there was enough water for the land, the plants, the people and uh, from then on he uh, Yeah, culture started to uh, reinvent itself. Um, I I mean, that's just the start of of a myth of Zumba culture. Mm -hmm. And I mean, everything in that culture is connected to this resist technique. And that's... uh, Yeah, I need another podcast (laughs) for (laughs) that.
0: I mean, we can arrange that if you would like. Yes, yes, yes. Let's do that in the future. I don't mind that. We can have as many as you would like. Yeah. But um, yeah, those are all my questions. Unless you want to continue talking, which I obviously do not mind. I will continue to ask some questions based on what you're saying. But um, that was was it. Yeah, I think it was nice. uh,
1: Yeah.
0: It's perfect like this. (laughs) Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, you too. Uh, And yeah, we can arrange the second podcast. Don't worry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's lovely.